Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host Stevie Fierce. Today we're talking Burn Man, uh, one of our favourite shows where we get to just disparage uh, people who have, <laughs> the point one of the population who have played professional sport. Uh, no problems there, someone who has not played professional sport, Jono Crockett. No, 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 but there was a time when uh, I think it was AFL, the Western Bulldogs were putting out a call similar to the, the Philly Eagles. Um, just every man and his dog could come try out and someone tagged me in it. And I'm just like, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. And the admin is like, no, 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 come down and try out. I'm like, person, I'm 190 centimetres, overweight and got dodgy knees and ankles. No, thank you. So I was close, Steve. I was close. I was a yeah, contender. You're not even fit by lawn bowl standards. God, no. No. God, what do you think I had to give up? Exactly, <laughs> just the stress, the, the ice That's bath it. recovery sessions were too oh, much. Too much. And someone who's too much, just in general, Cam. That's right, yes. The, Jono, I love that, you know, I'm struggling with like feet and shoulder injuries and stuff from, you know, playing sport and your knees have gone from lawn bowls. And no, no, like, no, the, oh. the knees were from basketball back in juniors. All right. Ankle, then, ankle was mixed, mixed netball. That, that little Sharon, damn, she was quick, but. Were you were you a centre or a goal shooter? Surely goal shooter. Oh, defender, man. I'm a defender. I'm a defender, I'm a defender in every sport. I, I, that's where that's where the glory is. Excellent. Yeah, everyone loves a defender. Um, <laughs> so the AFL <laughs> released the first round of the AFL fixturing at five thirty. Did that go a, down well? That went down so well. Sunday morning, <laughs> just no one was that up though, one. were they? All of Australia I was, was going to sleep already, at six AM, wasn't it? I was already at Mate. work, man. <laughs> I was like, I was like, just got in the thing at work. I'm like, oh, perfect, oh, cool, good. Sydney oh. first up, good. That's a W for us. Should be massive. I think the doggies you got Melbourne. Should yeah, be. very good, very good. So March 16th, it all kicks off, so you can start planning. March 16th, is it? March oh, 16th. That's early. Pretty, pretty standard, I think, isn't it? No, it was March 20 this year, I reckon. It was late this oh, year. Oh, four days. Whoa. Whoa. It was a, a week, mate. Oh, is it? It was a week. It was a week difference. Apparently they started on a Wednesday this year, didn't they? Yeah, I think because they had the Cricket World Cup down here, they pushed it back. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so there's no matches in West Coast because of an Ed Sheeran concert. Well done, West Coast. <laughs> 5,000 attending the Cricket World well done. Uh and Adelaide fans just went absolutely ballistic uh, after Rob was photographed with Jordan Peterson. Have you seen this? The Adelaide oh, fans no. are just melting down. This is the line. This is the line where they're tearing up memberships. Not like the Tex Walker thing was just blind eye. Who's Jordan Peterson? He's some YouTube dude. I don't know. Okay. He's like the king of incels. Is yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Anyway, they've drawn the line there. So wow, it's a weird hill to die on, isn't it? Like you know, incredible racist. Yeah, but yeah, classic Adelaide fans, Crows fans, just absolute morons. Uh, and we'll be in Adelaide uh, in a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> we can share that experience together, Adelaide people. Uh, and the World Cup's over, so there you go. Unfortunate, but it happened. 
Mm. Anyway, we're talking Burn Man, just battling through the intro of this show. Burn this show. Uh, <laughs> let's kick it off. Jono, who are you burning first up? Uh, I'm going to burn Adam Saad. Yeah, he had a career year. Well done for him. 103 Supercoach, 82 AFL Fantasy. All well and good. And people go, hmm, 103. Been in the system a few years now. I think he might back it up. But when you delve a little bit deeper into it, um, he actually got a bit of a bump when Zach Williams went down. They were sort of sharing a bit of a role off the half back there. And while Saad was scoring well because they were trying Zach Williams sort of in the midfield and defence, uh, it really took off once that bot, round 9-10 injury to Zach Williams. Like Zach Williams was taking the kick-ins. Uh, when he went down, uh, Adam Saad took the bump there. Um, so we think Carlton's going to improve again. They just missed out on the finals. So if, if they're improving, that means less ball going into that defence for him to rebound, which was the number one for bounces and intercepts. Uh, at the club there for 2022. Zach Williams will come back. Um, Sam Doherty, he's not getting any worse. Like He's still pretty good, and he's in that defense as well, getting the pill. So I think at that 103, that's that's it for him. And um, if Zach Williams does come back in and take those kick-ins, that's really going to hamper Adam Sard's output um, going forward. So if you take him at 103, he's going to burn you like, there's no upside there. Uh, we're going to see probably some more tags for the halfback flankers, which we saw Jack Sinclair, Bailey Dale, Dales, Caleb Daniels, those sorts of guys. They were starting to cop a bit of attention uh, last year. So coming into next year, we, do we see more of that? Um, so at that average, I'm not touching him with a 10-foot pole because he will burn the living crap out of you. And he, he he's never done this before, like gone this well. Like he's done well, but... Uh, not this well, so I'm not touching Adam Saad next year. I wonder if, um, like, it's probably less of a burn for AFL fantasy. Like, still, I think he was 11 points above his previous best average um, in that format, but I'd suggest it's maybe less of a burn there than... Gee, 103 is seriously good, super coach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, but never even got near that previously. So yeah. um, I think all that value, if you do draft him, it's... There and less and less, to be honest. Like, I wonder if um he could be one of the players that benefits a little bit from that. Uh, what do they call it? The selective sub or the you know the, the, pet, the new sub rule? The the, the multi ball sub, whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, you might have someone who, as a coach, you know they're pretty injury prone. You put them in the rack early in certain but games, you, and maybe he just you think, see goals. You that, think Sard's injury prone, but he's actually got a pretty good record. Oh no. I'm, I'm saying for others, oh. like so, other people around his, Zach Williams, yeah, for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, injury prone. They say, "Look, we've won the game. Like, let's park Zach so he doesn't get injured." And Adam Side gets a little boost in those games. I don't know. See, I was pretty keen on Side this year, but missed him in a lot of areas, especially for the Super Coach. Um, but yeah, next year I'm not touching it. I'll let someone else have that problem. Yeah, Gold Coast legend Adam Saad. I c- <laughs> it's really interesting. Like, I'm with you on the burning thing for like the super coach. Obviously, this is all super coach relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you actually think he goes relative to defenders? Because he's listed, he's finished as the D8 uh, in that format. Oh, yeah. Where do you actually think he goes? Because I struggle to see him actually go as the D8. Oh, I I normally rank him around that D3. Like a, oh, like, so in the third, or in the twenties, I should say. Yeah. Defenders, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So I've got him like, yeah, 20, like, he's sort of like a, he's got a good range, put it that way, for drafting, like, he could go in 20s, but he could slide a bit, because down to even, like, 40s, like, you could get him potentially in D4 range as well. Yeah, not this year. (laughs) No, not not this year, but in previous years, you've been able to get him in sort of in that range, and that's how I look at him, where I'm not chasing him, but I wouldn't mind having him. Yeah, fair enough. sense. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's probably going in that in that sort of range. Probably just not quite there, but yeah, you're probably on the money there, John. Oh, I like that pick. Cam, who you got? Uh, I want to... So, John has taken the 33rd best scorer in Supercoach, and I want to take the 33rd best scorer in AFL Fantasy with uh, Carl Amon. Jono's boy. So, almost just a, a direct shot at John across the bow, but um, he finished the season with a respectable 96.6 average in AFL Fantasy and 88 in Supercoach, just short of his career best season in 2021. And, of course, uh, during the trade period, he went off to Hawthorne uh, to to certainly not a bad opportunity. He had all of that, but uh, just I guess he preferred the offer and wanted to move back to Victoria. Um, I think he's a pretty easy burn man just from his... uh, Overall rating. So as, as I said, especially for AFL fantasy, he was 33rd in the comp. Um, much worse for Supercoach. He was like 79th, I think, in Supercoach. But um, whilst he's going to have all the opportunity in the world because the Hawks don't have locked on wingers. Tom, like they've kind, kind, Tom Phillips is hmm? out the door, isn't he? Oh, I would, wouldn't even consider him. Like I, I was looking at him, I'm like, I'm not even going to talk about him. He's, he's not, not a person. Tom. Not even a person he's at this stage. Not even a person. Uh, what'd you say? The one percent of people that have played yeah, yeah. sports. Yeah, that's right. Did, get out! <laughs> get out! Uh, they they kind of had people like Jarman Impey and Connor McDonald, uh, debutant Connor McDonald, Will Day as well, roaming those wings. But no one was really locked on, so he'll have his his choice there of of where he starts. But I think a couple of stats from a team perspective make the game play different for them. So the Hawks were the thirteenth team in the league for marks and 11th for contested possession or uncontested possessions. So his seagull sort of ways won't be as profitable in that side. Ooh. And then secondly, um, I don't know if you guys know, but the role he played for Port was really coming off the back of uh, stoppages and taking a bit of seagull ball from Wines and um, then... The midfield, basically. D- yeah, well, he'd, he'd float in behind, get the seagull ball and then distribute. Uh, and... The Hawks were like the third worst team for stoppage clearances. Mm. He's, he's, they just they're just not getting them. He's also so coming like, from a team that high possession as well, where he's getting a yeah. lot of the pill to correct Hawthorne. Well, and I'm kind of looking for like three things that I can tie to make this a strong theory. And it's yeah, I I think there's enough of a statistical team game plan drop uh, for for that type of role in the Hawks, and um, I also think that. You know, that was his best season last year, so there's probably some natural aggression there anyway. It's a high score for a winger, like really high for a winger. Yeah, it's massive. I'm with you. Do you, like, can I just, what are the, is there any chance that Eamon actually takes more of an inside-outside role? I th- so I was looking at the list, right, and I, I was trying to figure out where he's going to play, and there there is the spot in the wing for sure vacant. But then it's like, well, but who have they got on the inside anyway? It's Jai Newcomb, it's, um, and, and it's not like he wasn't attending CBAs at Port. Like, he was getting a few of them there as well. So, 
hundred percent he could he could play inside outside, and that would I think you know see him get closer to his average from this year. Yeah, but I, I yeah, it's in the it's a possibility for sure. He's probably an easy one to slide down, and and probably similar to um, whoever the hell Jono just spoke about. I'm drawing a blank. Sad. He probably That's... doesn't get drafted exactly where his average. Hundred uh, percent. So, and because you look at him, you look at him there in the names below him, right? Like James Sicily, Tom Mitchell, Adam Trelaw, Jai Simkin, Tim Taranto, Jack Crisp. Like you're probably taking all of those people before. And I think yeah. Amon's that kind of guy. It's not like those names you just mentioned, where it's sort of like a household fantasy name he's sort of just oh. like he's a jag basically he's like you know he scores well but he's he's jag i'm sorry what did you just call your boy vanilla yeah, wow. vanilla team vanilla not jag. Oh! vanilla he's a safe vanilla pick i, I don't oh i feel bad i'm tired myself Jono. that's fucking trash <laughs> i can't I actually no i do get to write him down in this year in the kit i do hawthorne i'll put the jag tag on him Oh wow! <laughs> oh, oh it's tough times at uh, Jono's at the wheelbags. <laughs> Putting the whore in Hawthorne right there. Um, <laughs> family show. Uh, so I'm putting in Jaden Short for my first burn man, and this could go massively pear shaped uh, for the simple fact that he'll be listed as a mid only next year. Uh, he, he started obviously as defender. We draft him as the D five. Everyone was on consensus, and he really did what you expected. He finished as the D six overall in AFL fantasy. Uh, he did start in defence for the first six rounds, uh, then moved to a wing role. Fantasy freak, I'll tell you, he, he was a forward mid. Um, I, I'm not. I just talked to Richmond people, and they say he's made of started forward and then moved into the middle. I'm not, you know, whatever. I don't have the percentages in front of me. I'm. Obviously, don't have that advantage, but so whatever. Anyway, he wasn't playing in defence, and and he was averaging 107 across the first six weeks. Was absolutely blowing it out of the water. Average 94 thereon. Uh, so not not a horrible drop, but it, look, it's it's pretty substantial. And then you add in two really good players like Jacob Hopper and Tim Tarano, who are certainly better players than they had uh, this year. I think Koch actually led their inside mid attendances this year. So. Uh, and he averages like 71 or something like that, something pathetic. So I certainly think there's a bit less ball. And then you look at, well, he was the guy they shifted out of defense, right? He was the guy they shifted out. They're obviously locked back there with Vlosten, um, with Rioli back there. Does he go back in defense? Does he sit out on a wing? Where exactly does he fit into this Richmond team? I'm not 100% sure. So... He could go back in defense and he gets the DPP switch in round six and he's probably not terrible. Um, but he finished as the overall 30th best averaging player in AFL Fantasy this year. I don't think he finishes there this year and I think he might have a, a fluctuating role week to week. I think there's a bit going on down at Richmond. Much like Jono just spoke about Sard, I think there's heaps going on down at um, Carlton that, that has to shake out. That's a team with big aspirations as well, so... Both and they kick off round one, so great to have that traditional fixture back. But Jaden Short's probably not a player I'm super excited to draft. Yeah, Richmond's a pretty interesting one, aren't they? As you said, you mentioned Rioli, but they've also got uh, Baker, who can go forward and back. Rioli's the same sort of thing. So it looks like they're going the old Bevo round, where they, everyone's got to be versatile and 
play multiple roles. So I can see that happening where, as you said, he's inside mid wing defense. Just you're that guy um, to play a role week to week, depending on what the matchup is, I suppose. Um, so I definitely can't see it. Yeah, he still finished third in the league for kicks per game. He still, you know, he was still really good at what he did, which wasn't exactly the contested ball. So um, I, I just got question marks there. Yeah, does it change your mind if he's listed, listed as forward when position has come out? Uh, even more so, I guess. Not not really. There's probably yeah. forwards I'd prefer. Yeah. Um, if he's coming in at that... I think people. I think people will dra- like probably different to your guys. I actually think people will draft short at his average. Yeah, at least that, that name. He's got that name as well. Yeah. People. Yeah. So, it, like I said, it could go horrible if he does go into defence and gets the DPP switch. But um, mm. again, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent that 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 happens. So, a few question marks there, Jono. Who's your second player? Uh, now, look, people are going to think this is a bit of low-hanging fruit because he's old. Uh, oh, and that's not is. the case. It is low-hanging fruit, <laughs> but it's not the case in this one. Uh, I've got Shannon Hearn as my next burn man. Uh, again, this is a guy who had a career year at the ripe old age of 35. Uh, he averaged 105 supercoach and 93.5 AFL fantasy. That's not too bad, except for the fact that the Eagles were terrible. Basically... One of the worst years I've seen a team have, like, you know, they had the whole corona go through the team, injuries. What? They didn't finish last. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the worst years I've had. They didn't finish last. That's right. One of the worst I've seen. I'm, but I'm talking about not the fact, well, they were, they were crap, but they were missing their whole midfield, missing their main ruckman for the majority of the year. Like, they were absolute poo. Um, it, it was an outstanding achievement, not to, like, and was it North, right? Yeah. For North to finish lower than West Coast last year. West Coast was shit house. Like West Coast were fielding less than waffle players at some stage. Like that's how bad they were, they were tracking. But there's things going in their favour that, you know, it's gonna hurt Shannon Hearn. Like if their midfield comes back, they're fit and firing, that ball they'll be better. Like so that ball's not going in there as much. He he did build his score on the kick ins. Like <laughs> Their kicking stat is like he's got the monopoly on it. Shannon Hearn's got the monopoly on it. Like for the season, he took 135 kick-ins. The second best was Alex Witherden, who's who played what a dozen games, if that. He had 54 kick-ins. So there is a chance that there is a changing of the guard at West Coast this year with you know Shannon Hearn stepping back, maybe taking lesser of a role in terms of that. Whether Alex Witherden has learned to defend, I don't know. Um, but there's other guys like Duggan, uh, McGovern, and that floating around, Rotham, all these sorts of guys. So maybe they're the beneficiary. No Rotham, Cam, don't like that. Oh, I'm just throwing names out. Geez. I'm just throwing... It's I'm, just, it's a dartboard, isn't it? Yeah, it is a dartboard. But also the fact that we saw when Elliot Yo played and was playing in defence, he was taking uh, some kick-ins as well. Like He had a good number of kick-ins uh, when he went back there, so... Maybe uh, Simo's going to use him as a designated kicker going forward next year. Um, similar to Adam Saad, there's a bit playing out at West Coast. Are they going for a mini build? Um, <laughs> mini build. A mini rebuild? <laughs> like, you know, they've got a pretty good sc- uh, spine still, but um, if Yo does go back and starts taking the kick-ins, that's really going to hurt Shannon Hearn. And never done it before. Um, 
Again, similar to Soto, if you draft and get 103, I think you are going to get burnt. Where um, Hearn's been that 80, 88 to 94 kind of guy throughout his whole career. So, yeah, I'm not touching Shannon Hearn next year, based on that fact, not because of his age. Dude, is there a possibility that Jaden Hunt comes in and takes some of those kick-ins as well? Because he went over from Melbourne, maybe. Yeah. So I, I think Witherden's probably... You know, a long shot at this point. He's going to have to have a ripper preseason to convince uh, Simo that he's worth playing. I think. Oh, well, I think with it and complain, it's just that he can't defend. That's that's the issue. That seems like a liability and, for a defender. And Jaden Hunt, I don't think, is much of a defender as well. He's more your run off the halfback and kick it long sort of guy. Well, that's his job. Yeah. Bit of pace. Like they got Petrovsky Seaton in, I think, to do that. Didn't work out, so they've gone and got Jaden Hunt to be that run and carry guy off the halfback. Remember when? Sam Petreski Seaton was going to play in the midfield at the Eagles. That was the, the talk last year. <laughs> oh, God. Awesome. Preseason's awesome. I love it. Everyone's getting the midterm. What are your thoughts, Steve? Uh, I, I love Shannon Hearn, so I'm probably not. Like, I'm not sure. No one's drafted. This is the thing with this. No one's drafted him at that average. Like, who are you picking? Uh, Cumming or Hearn? Cumming. J- Jake Lloyd or Hearn? Yeah, Hayden Young or Hearn, Bailey Dale or Hearn, like these guys are going to get drafted over him. Like I understand what you're saying. I just don't think he'll be bad because he just, like he might not be as good, but he misses games. He's fucking sixty nine years old. That's the thing though. He's only missed, started missing games the last couple of years. Like, but it's not long term injuries. Because he's sixty nine years old. I know. It's, it's an amazing effort. <laughs> I think you're taking some liberties with you're taking some liberties with these kick-in stats as well. Hey, you got a couple. Hey, you got a few. You know who led Carlton for the kick-ins in round one last uh, this year? Uh, no, Mitch McGovern. So his little Zach Williams number. Let's just remember. Let rip rest in peace, Mitch. But well, Yo had um, was it four four three three? So it's it hard like to ten. remember Yo's Yo's fantastic season. It was it was a blink of an eye and he was gone. But what a season! Small sample size. There was a lot. <laughs> let's be honest. There was a lot of kick-ins down at West Coast. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like 135 to Hearn and 54 to Witherden, 23 to McGovern. Like that was the top three. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you, but I just don't think he'll be bad. He's old. Get rid of him. He's, he'll burn you because he's old. You, you want go. him as a D three? You might not. Yeah, you might be. A good, you might. You might be right, Jono. Yeah, like I said, lots of play out at West Coast as well. With like, like uh, I think his va- I think his value if you get him at D four, like that's. But that's I, I'd say if you get him at D four, you'd be happy as. But that's any, so, well, in that's anyone AFL though. fantasy. Yeah, or it's not anyone like a thirty, a thirty five, thirty six year old who slides because of his age and his injury history to that position. You're like, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, I, th- I think there's upside there, but if you're drafting him at D three, I think you're hoping for a bad year. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll be really interested to see what his ADP looks like. I'll put it that way. Steve's just ready to draft him at D2. That's <laughs> what we're hearing. I fucking love Shannon Hearn. <laughs> yeah, you do. Steve loves the old boys. What are you talking about? I've had him both the last two years. He's just absolutely brained it because he's gone th- late as shit every year. I don't think I've ever owned Shannon Hearn in any format, like classic or draft. I think I love like almost every show we do, Steve's just like, you know, at some point, Shannon Hearn. Like... 
You talk about him a fair bit. It's him and Michael Walters. I could have brought Travis Boak up, but just think great players. Enough of him. Great players. <laughs> great humans, really. Oh, yes. Might be doing a listener league over in uh, Perth. He's <laughs> probably supporters. denied entry to Adelaide, to be honest. Well, as long as we're not flying Qantas yeah. and they just choke slam your suitcase, that's, that's fine. What did you think about that? He was having a bad day, I reckon. It was a pretty good choke slam, though, wasn't it? Good form. Yeah, I know. I just someone... held him for the second and just... Boom! <laughs> 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 I saw someone tweeting that it was, like, Qantas's fault they were doing this because they're, like, underpaid or something. I'm like, man, how would you feel if you went... It was like, if you go to a restaurant, like, George Columbaris's restaurant, and they were just, like, jerking off in your food. Ah, well, it's George George's fault. George's fault. <laughs> Like, go to see the doctor and he's like, stab you in the head with a needle. Ah, the government and their poor funding of... <laughs> Bloody no Medicare. No Medicare, no. Fucking idiots out there. Mm, speaking of fucking idiots, should I get on to my next burn man? Well, we didn't ask Steve about how he's feeling after the um, the election because he wasn't here last week. Oh, yeah. We'll do it later. We'll do it later. Yeah, yeah, keep it up. Listen to question, quick. Tweet a question, Jono. Okay. I'll just, I'll just make a note. Um... We were robbed. Kremlin and the Jews. Well, we were robbed. <laughs> that, we that, that Peter Kremlin, hello darkness, my old friend, fucking <laughs> hit so hard. It was so good. Uh, oh, right, let me man. just add um, rigged votes. <laughs> Fake news. Yeah. Mail in okay. ballots. <laughs> <laughs> We got the libs through down here, though. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Probably the only seat. A lot of farmers. They don't read. <laughs> they don't have social media. <laughs> they don't. Or any sense of awareness. How's my sheep doing? Cam, you go. Uh, Jack Viney uh, as my next burn man. He's going to be 29 when the season starts, or like just under. I think he turns it in April. Um, throughout his career, his best season-long average came way back in 2016 at 101 AFL fantasy points. In 2020, was his uh, best for Supercoach at 99, failing to crack the ton. Usually uh, a pretty safe 85-90s type guy. He's had like heaps of feet injuries over the last you know, five or six years. Almost every year, he it's a, a pretty serious you know, foot injury, but... Um, he usually fills that sort of M7 slot in your team, and every week you look at his score and you go, oh, yeah, that's right, it's Jack Viney, and you get your 85-90. Last year, a bit of a blinder. Uh, he averaged 96.4 in AFL Fantasy and 96.9 Supercoach, an improved output of eight plus points, uh, eight points in AFL Fantasy and more in Supercoach, and he finished ranked 37th in the comp across all positions. I think there's a few pretty simple concerns for me. One is that there's a whole bunch of other players that are developing through that team. So Tom Sparrow and uh, even the incoming Lockie Hunter, he's going to be playing on a wing, but you know that's still time that's got to go. Angus Brayshaw finishing the year really strongly probably could potentially hurt him. But I also look at Viney. The, the most important thing that I see is I look at Viney's first half versus last half average. And so, well, a little bit before first half. So before round nine, he averaged 86 
And then he went on to finish on 101.92, which included a 38 in the final round. And I just, I think that's really inflated his average to a point of um, where it's not representative of his general output. So for me, like, I think there's a a potential 10 point in AFL fantasy, a a 10 point drop next year coming in. And again, like the names I was reading out before when we're talking about Carl Amon, uh, uh, yeah, Carl Amon, Tom Mitchell, Trelaw, you know, those sort of guys, they're all sitting below where he sits. So there's going to be someone in your league that does like the bare minimum research and is like, oh, Jack Viney finished the year on fire, which he's never done before. And he's 29. Like I, I just, for me, there's red flags and I just wouldn't want a bar of him next year. Is it like the Luke Dunstan paradox where we all thought where he finished the season really well and like, yeah, Luke Dunstan. Well, heaps of people, like JPK did it for how many years? You know, like he just come home like a freight train in the last half of the year and then people were like, yeah, last half of the year really matters going into the next that season. Was, that, and I, that I, goes way back to guys like Ryan O'Keefe and Adam Goods and du- even Dusty. Like It's like oh, after the buy rounds, Dusty's just like put the afterburners on and just smash it. Like, I And I, I get it. I, I just don't think he can do it again. I think there's enough development there from other players that he doesn't need to do it again. Yeah, he's just a guy for me. Like, yeah, he's, he's he is just a guy. But the fact that where you where you where you're drafting him, it's like, so what? Like, you get him, you get him. You know what he's going to give you. You miss him, well, it's like, so what? And so that, that's what, if you're drafting him in the range of eighty five, ninety, you know, at the tail end of your draft to be M seven, awesome. But he'll go way before then. Do you reckon? Some yeah, man, he's the thirty seventh best player in the comp like, on averages last year. Similar to like a Shannon Hearn, like there's other guys around him that'll just you'll get and then just keeps pushing him down. Like even twenty positions lower, Caleb's are wrong. Libba. Like would you take Libba over Viney or Viney over Libba? I'd take Libba. I'll take Libba. You know, like I just don't see there being a world where well, then I don't still think he's going to actually burn you when where you're getting him and when you're drafting him. That's the thing. But I, I, what I'm saying is, like, all these guys that are seen below him should be drafted earlier, but they won't, and therefore you'll be burnt. Mm. Interesting. Steve? Oh, I don't, I don't like this one. Oh. Um, because I think we're wrong. Like, I think guys will go get drafted in front of him. Um, like who are behind him, like and, and lots of them. But mm. also the other thing is, like he has averaged over a hundred before. He has done that before. Like, and his role's not. I can't see his role changing. He's done it. He's done it once, and it was like five years ago. Yeah, yeah but I don't yeah. think he kills you. And he's, he, okay, okay yeah. but he's, he's also averaged pretty... ninety. He's averaged ninety-one. Six. He averaged eighty-eight the year before. Like that. Like, understand if you draft him at ninety-six as the thirtieth player and you drop eight points, it's not. Yeah, not great. I just, I'm not sure it's the killer you're making it out to be. See, I think he's I, actually, in those I think last few years, Cam, like, he's had some pretty horrendous foot injuries, which has hampered him. But I think he's he's gotten over that, and he, he's back to what we saw where he got that 100 average. You could argue he has upside. He, he won the most ball, like, of his career, which is, is fine. Um, 
he's averaged less tackles this year than the year. Like he's averaged over seven tackles three times, and he averaged five and a half this year. He can, he, like, he can make it up. I'm, like, I'm not sitting here saying I love Jack Viney. I just, I, I'm not sure he's absolutely crushing you. Yeah. Okay. Look, the, the only I agree with you that other people will be drafted before him that were ranked below. Like for sure, for sure. But I, I, I can't agree that there's upside on a 96 average. No, I'm not saying there's upside. I'm just there, there could be. Oh, it could sounded be. like there was. <laughs> like, but but he's, not losing, he's not losing the plum role. They didn't bring in any superstar midfielders. They should still have dominant Ruckman. They should still be a good team. They should still not be able to score and have the ball kicked back to their midfield where he is. <laughs> I almost wonder, though, Like I, I think the first half of his last year is more representative of his output than the second half. And that's what, what concerns me, right? It's like, yeah. you know, 84 versus 100. Yeah. Oh, I don't think dry- I, I don't think I'm leaving at any draft with Jack Viney. Yeah, no, <laughs> no one wants it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, hopefully it's not a burn man, and people actually see that he's a jag. He's a jag. If you read the kit, he's always got the jag tag on him. Very good. What was his? Uh, what was his take? WWE? Who would you take first, him oh, or Jacob up. Hopper? Hopper in a Hopper. heartbeat. I I feel there's upside. Like, Potential upside. Again, it, like I've had Viney before in my team, and you look at him and you go, "Oh, he did that again." Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, well, the live scores are coming through. Jack Viney scored eighty-five. Nah, that's fine. That's did fine. He? Yes, that's good. I knew. I knew that. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Who have you got, Steve? Yeah, I had so many. Um, I had so many guys I couldn't couldn't pick between. Um, I was like, Matt Kennedy, maybe Whitfield, but he's going to be mid only. Uh, in the end, in the end, what I've decided, Cam, is I'm going to punt all research, uh, get my number 10 Melbourne Tigers jersey on, have the open court, dribble in a couple times, pick up and roll with the layup that is Jared Lyons and just say... Uh, Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> there's... There's some better players in the team, and uh, he probably won't get a game. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Wouldn't get a game. Well, wow. he might get a game, but who gives a shit? He gets a game. Did you know um, Brad Crouch and Jack Steele actually had a higher share of their team's tackles than um, Rory Laird? And we're sitting here saying Rory Laird's, Laird's tackle count is unsustainable. Interesting. Well, I was actually looking at Brad Crouch as my number three. I was Just looking at Brad, Brad Crouch, Crouch too. <laughs> Everyone, no, no, one, no one's dropped. This, this is kind of... burn, man, Brad Crouch. Yeah, and that's kind of why I wanted Jaden Short in there. It was kind of like um, he's someone who'll be drafted where they're at, whereas a lot, I think a lot of these guys uh, will drop. I think a sneaky one might be Isaac Cumming. To be honest, oh, I was, he was my fourth. I shit you not. Yeah, yeah get, get, keen to hear what you think, but yeah, yeah. When the when the double H went back, uh, his output yeah. dropped a bit. Um, if they're going to play, although the thing is, if they're going to play a bit more direct, what who are the what's the one position that scores well for Richmond over the few years? Defenders. Defenders. So, um, it's it's interesting though because that was exactly at the Kingsley takeover, right? So, 
Kingsley takes over, Himmelberg goes back, Cummings scores, plummet. Like, and in, in my head, I'm Wait, like... what? McVeigh. Yeah. McVeigh. McVeigh, whatever. Coach's name. Uh, <laughs> Pipes, yeah, Pipes it, Kingsley didn't... <laughs> don't disparage <yeah>. Pipes Kingsley. <laughs> but, you know, is that going to continue into next season? Potentially, right? What, Harry Himmelberg? Well, coming, you know, not having as good an output. Oh, it was only... It's like short. It's not substantial. Um, I think it's enough to, to make drafting him risky. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably... Anyway, we'll get to the listener questions because we get to Himmelberg. Uh, Russ, 2468, Harry Himmelberg, 83% of his marks came <laughs> uncontested. <laughs> That's exactly the... Uh, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but someday. Yeah, the new coach... Later is, that day... Yeah. <laughs> The new coach is on record saying he wants a more direct game. I was looking at this the whole time going, yeah, fuck it, that's, that's good. Um, that likely means less kick-to-kick in the back half of the ground. There's all the, also the risk of him going back to the forward line. Thoughts on Himmelberg? Um, I, th- I think he shifted back. Like, they threw him around after he went back as well from memory. Um, just give me a second. I'll... That was a McVeigh directive because he actually watched him through the juniors and actually... Himmelberg was playing as a defender through the juniors, so McVeigh knew what he could do. So that that's why they put him back there. But whether Pipes continues with Kingsley. that, <laughs> long um, pause. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But he's going to be a really hard one to rank for me, actually. Oh, given the dog shit that's in the forward line, I think he'll probably be a top ten forward. How dare you besmirch your boy, Jesse Bateman, with that selection? Well, and I think that's why, like Russ sort of said, um, he could go forward. I'd, I'd find that hard to believe. Jesse's going to stay there. They'll play the, the number one pick. You know. He averaged over seven marks a game, Jesse. What a man. Did average more than Toby Green, which I said at the start of the year, too. Yeah! <laughs> Market share is that of their forward lines, yeah, like uh, 98%. Well, Yep. <laughs> Not much. Not much. Anyway, Jesse Hogan, more than Tom Lynch, Ben Ainsworth, Toby Green, Zach Bailey, Shay Bolton, Tom Pat, Dustin Martin. Jeez, he just killed everyone, didn't he? Anyway, Russ also says, any young West Coast midfielder, because if they're fit, Shuey, Kelly, Sheed and Yo will be getting plenty of mid-time. Yeah, but that'd be great players just to sit there. Watch the wave a while. Once one of them goes down, pick him up. Thank you very much. I mean, they did it last year and didn't do well as well. Well, that, that Jai, was it Jai Cully, whatever his name was? He was all right. He played like high half forward, wasn't it? No, he was playing inside mid. Mangy boy, mate. He'll punch the shit out of you. Don't worry about that. The only thing with those players him. is they're going so late they don't burn you. That's right. Yeah. Uh, even yeah, even the, even the starting West Coast midfield goes so late they won't burn you. <laughs> uh, Coxie, everyone is so hot on him. I'm going Ro Marshall, the pride. If he doesn't get that ruck roll like everyone thinks, then he'll be gross for someone that you're going to probably spend a first or second round pick on. That's a horrible take. This hot take is booming. I think he's right. I just don't think anyone's going to draft him that early. I think anyone with a brain is going to punt rucks like crazy next year. So it's it's not a first round pick. It's probably a 
fifth round pick, you know, and then it's like, well, it's still burnt, I guess. But there's always people in your league that go rucks early. Always. That's true. Like, yeah. Mm. Do you think he goes before Max Gorn in most leagues? Is it is his ADP higher? Hmm. I think they're same same. They'll be around the they'll be around the mark. I think if one takes one, the other will go pretty quickly. All right. How come no one picked Max Gorn as a burn man? Uh, it's too easy. It's it. Yeah. It's like Jared that, Lyons. You would never pick. Yeah, him. I was about to say. <laughs> well, we can't just have six one sentence answers. Yeah, Grandy, fuck it. Be the quickest show we've ever done. Oh, maybe we should have done it. Uh, yep. Ninja Spoon, anyone that HK... Oh, anyone that Dossie does a song about. Good boy. Yeah. I wonder who Dossie is planning to kill this year. Mind you, Lipinski wasn't horrible. He was fine. Oh, he, wasn't... he was... Did you watch him play? I looked... I owned him. He sco- Like, he was fine. Mini Monk, uh, Tom Mitchell, probably going to be taken in the first two rounds, hoping for a rise. Uh, and one place you can get a rise is our good friends, Shed 16. Shed 16 for a rise. But he's nearly 30, and the pie system isn't great for fantasy. First Tom Mitchell. I don't think he does go the first two rounds. I think, based off this year, I mean, we know what he's what he can do. But I think he's just going to be, you know, anywhere between 100, 110. But not necessarily, that doesn't necessarily mean the first two rounds. I, I still see him in the third or fourth round, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think he's sort of fourth round. He's sort of like he'd a, he'd be like, an, you know, when Andrew Gaff was good, it's like, hmm, Gaffy's there, better grab him. Oh, it'll be, I'd be more attracted to it than that. And no, 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 could, no, my, no. My comment now in terms could change, of, of like, the scoring, of, of what the score is. Not the, not the player, but of what they act, what they actually score. It's like, oh, that player's still there. I'll grab him because they, you know, what they they're just going to pump out a pretty serviceable score every week. I think I honestly think I don't know if I have the balls to draft him too early, but I actually think he could go really well next year, and and I'm pretty keen to see preseason stuff. I'd take him at um, M three and a half B. Like if I went mid mid mid, he'd be my third mid. I reckon he'll go in the third round in our mm, fantasy. Yeah. Yep. Good call. I, These are some of the like the guys who have finished in that range, like George Hewitt, Parker, off an injury. Parker, Jaden Short, who we just spoke about. See, I'd take Titch over probably both of them. Well, and I think most yeah. people will. Mm. People will fish for the upside because he's done it. You know, like Tom Rockcliffe lived on his like massive average for how many years when he didn't repeat it, you know. Oh. Yeah, so it's just he was cooked when he went to Port Adelaide. Yeah, but people still fished. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he also says Luke Ryan might go off the board as a late D two first to play tall if an injury happens. Youth development at Frio regression. Well, they lost Griffin Logue. To North, and he was playing forward anyway. Mm. But they've got a couple other key. Who the other? They got it's Br- Brandon, Brandon Cox, Cox and yeah, yeah. and that. But he's like always injured. Alex Pierce always injured. Um, did they bring any key defenders in? Not that I can think of. Ethan Hughes. Who gives a shit? Like, there's so many. I agree with the take. I think Hayden Young and Jordan Clark and 
um, the others are, are probably going to be higher priority for ball use next year. He did, t- man. He had a monopoly on the kick-ins. Oh, did he? Yeah, he really did. It was. I know we we're talking about Hayden Young, and no way he didn't even come close. Yeah, wow. I think he might have been a third option actually. I got it okay, right here. Cool. I got it right here yep. actually, um, just because I was looking at that myself before. Brennan Cox took more. Wow. Twenty-four for the there's, yeah. there's the perfect example of why kick-ins don't correlate to a great score. <laughs> yeah, but they can help someone like sure. Luke Ryan. Uh, Brandon Cox get to 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's his whole score, kick-ins. Well, and he played on 96% of the time, Brandon Cox. There you, there go. you go. Really, uh, Ben, uh, Connor Blakely. Oh, son's legend. What's Cam's his role going to be? VFL. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cam's burner. My burn man is Cam. Cam, why are you talking? Would that be fourth, fifth person? How does that work? It's you tweeting about you. <laughs> <laughs> tweeting. Uh, <laughs> Nothington. Will Brody this season. Going down. He would be the super sub. Really? I don't think that changes him because he only played 60% game on like time and ground anyway. You know, it's a... Yeah, I understand that, but they'll just leave him on the bench and just play like a quarter as an impact player. I see him and Matt Crouch being the, the sub. No, yeah. no, they're not impact players. They would start and then they That's what I mean. They're, they're the on. sub or sub candidate. No, I think they'd start, the t- they'd be in the starting team and then they'd be subbed out. Yeah, at half time. So. The... Well, then they're playing their 50%. Yeah, 50%, but what are you scoring in 50% game time? 100 for for those guys. You know, like it's not really 80, 90, but it's... Nah. I I think he's a burn man for sure, but I think there's such a low barrier for him to get a good score. 24-year-old who just played 22 games, averaged 95. Finished! Finished! He's done. Done. Jaeger coming in, starting stuff. Oh, my well, God. They lost so many players. I find it hard to believe he's going to cook you. But anyway, Jade Nevin says, Ben Keys. I think he already burned himself at the end of last year. Well, didn't you say he was injured for like the last half of the year, Jono? Was that you? I think Stato said it. I think it was Stato. the last six weeks, something something like that. Yeah. I'm still waiting on those beers from you, Cam, with our Jordan Dawson, Ben Keys bet. But anyway. Nah, don't remember it. <laughs> I think he's interesting because people think, ah, oh, he's injured, he'll be fine. But then there's the, also the, well, they have to get more youth and different types through their midfield, um, mm. which who misses out because they sort of had a really locked-in trio there. Interesting. Yeah, and they had, they had um, <laughs> Adelaide put out this really weird content where it was like the Adelaide starting 11 for the World Cup. And it had Ben Keys as like central midfield, and I'm like, I don't know if you know what that is in soccer, but that's not him. <laughs> central midfield's your distributor. Ah, like, so yeah. that's your Dawson. That's your Dawson, right? Yeah. He's yeah. Out, Keys is he's on the left or the right. He'd have to be a defender like Jono, just no skills, workman like. That's the just one grinding through content. <laughs> yes. That's it. That's it. Actually, it was a defender in my uh, soccer days. You, boy, you told us you're a defender in everything. Everything. Oh, I wasn't even a goalkeeper. They they may be goalkeeper. 
Yeah, because you're 190,000 centimetres. No, this is in my junior. I was actually small when I was I was a kid. I had a growth spurt cam when I hit puberty. But when I was playing soccer, we were 2-0 down at halftime. Coach goes, get in there, Jono. We lost 12-0. Yes. <laughs> Just a lump of meat. <laughs> Human meatball. You're like Millhouse strapped to the goals. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think more Tony Martin in that late show sketch. But... Anyway. I think that's it. Oh, no, I think that's it. That's all the questions we got. Wrapping up the Burners show. Uh, positions probably out mm. next week. Something like that. So we can all start making teams that will change 800 times and uh, all Ranking that sort of great content. Baby. You guys got mean, any plans for we... Christmas break? No? Two weeks at the in-laws. Lots of writing and ranking. Yeah, are we, are we about to enter kit season? Damn straight. Yeah, we're in kit season. Yeah. Season has commenced. Oh, I'm already through the ranks, so yeah. Jesus. Oh, I haven't finished them, but I'm getting through them. Built it out. And then just oh, adjust. Excel. Well, if I'm moving bloody house over Christmas, um, that's that's going to be fun. <laughs> Big news. Sad loss for, for that hometown. Portland. Well, we'll see. And we'll be going anyway. See if we can stomach a weekend of 30 degree heat first. Thirty? <laughs> that's, that's mild. That's overnight, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it was like 26 here today, and we we're just about dying on the pavement. So we might not, we might not live through it. <laughs> Lucky Sado's not here, or he'd give you whippersnappers a lesson in heat. I think. Yeah, but old uh, people like heat. They, they can just put a park bench on the sun, and old people just flock to it, going, "It's too cold." How did last week go? Do you want to talk about Credlin and the Fizz? Oh, yes. Uh, so, oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. You won't be here next week. So. This is the end. <laughs> this is the end. Yeah, no, it was a devastating loss. We, um, you know, really need to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> I think Rupert needs to get a new team. If, if he was like the owner of a franchise, just coach out, players out, sack the lot. It seems like, so, it, it seems like a group of people who have no... Uh, self-awareness whatsoever. That is true. What what like you're us. saying, though, is you want someone who has, like, really astute self-awareness to lead the party like Tim Smith? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it doesn't... And doesn't Tim Smith look like Toby Green grown up and let himself go? It's Toby... It's, yes. it's, it's Toby Green once he retires. Just let yourself go, mate. Just... Tim Smith. Isn't he out? He's out. I think he would, he, he would he resign. Yeah. yeah. It seems like he could have weathered that storm. Like, isn't that the least of their troubles? I mean, I think well, I think he campaigned for, like, he, he said that someone who got done drink driving on the opposite side should quit their job and blah, 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 and then uh, he got done for drink driving and smashed a car or something. No, no, he oh, smashed through a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. I feel like he could have got away with it. I feel like you could have. I feel like if you laid low and and blamed other people enough, uh, you, it was Toby Green. It, it wasn't could, me. It could have been. <laughs> oh, I was under the pressure from the, the the other side. You know, it's one of the things is like, because um, there's so much American politics on Twitter, and you follow like you're obviously on Twitter a lot. Um, is the the libs of the left, and in Australia the libs are the yeah, are the right, and I right. it's just like it, you lose so much in that. Mm. Anyway, next week. Next week, what are we doing? Positions, Positions. probably. Oh yeah, it's Can't all wait. happening. 
It's all happening, people. So, woof. There you go. All right, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.